Uh, he wrote some more psalms, and we have just enough time to flip back. Look at Psalm 11. That's another psalm he wrote in the same time period. Psalm 11. It's a neato psalm. Uh, and, and what it, it shares with us is David, when he was in this time of, of intense family trouble and danger, in the 11th psalm, he, he reminds us of another truth, of what, what happens when we realize that the Lord is watching us through this. And, and I'm going to just zip down uh, through this psalm, Psalm 11. In the Lord I put my trust. How can you say to, your soul, to my soul, flee as a bird to the mountain? Uh, for look, the wicked bend their bows, they make ready their arrows. And he, he goes through all this. But look at verse 4. But the Lord is in his holy temple. The Lord is on his throne in heaven. Remember, he knows about this before I did. He's in control. His eyes behold, his eyelids test the sons of men. You see, when I'm going through trouble, what is the Lord doing? He's not shocked. He's not surprised. He's not taken off guard. He's not, you know, uh, not knowing about this. He knew about it ahead of time. His eyelids are trying me to see what response he's going to get out of me. You see, this is loneliness is is an opportunity for us to make the right response to God. And David was in this unexpected situation. His father-in-law turns on him. His wife turns on him. And he's in danger and there's family total eruption. God knew the whole thing was going to happen. The Lord's just sitting there like this watching and saying, I'm wanting to get the right response out of you, David. So what response did he get? Look Look at verse 7. That's, that's the conclusion. The Lord is righteous. He loves righteousness. His countenance beholds the upright. Now catch this, what David learned in this time. He's running from the house because Saul sent the people to kill him. And he doesn't know if he's going to see his wife again, if she's going to side with dad or with him. He doesn't know what was going to happen to the kids. He knows he's losing his job. He's just desperado. And look at his conclusion in verse 7. The Lord is righteous. That means this whole event, God knows what he's doing, and whatever he does is right. And I'm going to trust him. Verse 7, he loves righteousness, so he wants the right response from me. And his countenance is beholding the upright. He's watching me. Now, this is so neat. And I didn't even know this was going to happen, but I took the kids to La Fortune Park. And the three buddies, the three boys, the older of the younger four, the three buddies were off persecuting the turtles, you know, down that river. You know, they chase the turtles and try and capture them and everything and everything else they do. But Elizabeth, not a turtle chaser, was in the little, you know, swinging area. And so I said, you can go over there and Daddy will watch you. And so I found one of those rough cement you know, picnic tables they have over there. And I was sitting and I just got turned so I could see her at all times. And I, you know, she was about from here to the wall. I mean, that's a good distance. But I mean, I never took my eyes off her and I was editing along, but I always knew where she was. Well, she just was skipping and singing and talking and all of a sudden something happened. Something upset her little boat. And I could tell that she wondered where I was. And I, she froze and she went like this and started turning all the way around and looking in every direction because she wanted to know if, verse 7, my countenance was always beholding her because I told her I would take care of her and she didn't really even need me to take care of her until something happened. I don't know if a bug went by or she saw a worm, you know, all the things that scare little girls, but she just rose and she just started looking like this. 
And finally, and I said, Wizzy, and she looked right at me, and then everything was okay, and she's, you know, I wasn't scared at all, Dad. Just checking if you're over there. And see, that's what I see in verse 7, David going through. He, he, he's running, and all of a sudden he stops and he says, in verse 1, In you, O Lord, I put my trust. In verse 4, you're in your holy temple. You're sitting on the throne. You're watching me. Verse 7, this situation falls under your wonderful righteous plan. And you love me to respond righteously, and you're watching me. And I want to respond correctly. What's the response we're to have in loneliness? We're supposed to realize God's watching. God's still in control. And that God wants us to respond trusting him. Turning to the Lord. That's Psalm 59. Trusting the Lord through the lonely, difficult conflict that we're going through. And triumphing through him. Well, some applications. Let me just... uh, uh, give you these in three minutes. Here's some practical ways to overcome the loneliness. Number one, lay hold on some truth. I've said it over and over again. The last verse of Matthew, Lo, I am with you always. You can lay hold on that. How about Exodus 33:14, where the Lord says, My presence will go with you and I will give you rest. When you're lonely and anxious and troubled, lay hold on the truth. God is with you when you're lonely. Remind yourself you're not alone. How about Matthew 1:23? And thou shalt call his name Emmanuel, which is translated, God with us. You're not alone. You're not alone. Job can be gone. Family can be gone. Health can be gone. Friends can be gone. Emmanuel. God says, I'm not gone. Number two, not only lay hold on truth, resist false guilt. Loneliness is not a sin. Did you know that? Loneliness is not a sin. Wallowing in it. And building up self-pity is. But God said it's not good to be alone. He promised he'd always be with us. So don't be guilty. You know, a lot of people labor with false guilt. They just, they don't need the devil. They can just get guilty about everything. And, and, and just beware of false guilt. Loneliness is not a sin. And resist that false guilt. And then finally, change whatever's changeable. If you're lonely, usually many circumstances can't be changed. Long travel, work in distant places, military duty, loss of loved ones. But what can change is my attitude about it. You know what the Lord says in Colossians 3.1? Look above. Remember I'm in charge and trust me. Are you feeling the loneliness of youth? Then Jesus says, I'm with you. Are you feeling the loneliness of life facing conflict in your family? Jesus said, I'm with you. Are you facing the loneliness of job loss or moving or living and working with a tough crowd, as we'll see tonight? And God says, I'm with you. Resist the false guilt. Lay hold on some truth. Lo, I am with you always. And then change what's changeable. And that's almost always my attitude.